0: The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masiket Chikalim has been dedicated by Dr. Isaac Meddeb and his wife Lily in memory of Moshe Ben-Nachel Man. We hope that the learning of the 22 Dapim of Masiket Chikalim will be a... A ilui neshama for the neftar Moshe ben Rachel. Tehi neshmatot zelura b'tol hachayim. Amen. Daph chafbet. Therese Daph has been dedicated by Mr. Mark Abrams for the hatslacha of Yosef ben Avrash, Malkiel ben Yosef, Gavriel ben Yosef, and Ephraim ben Rachamim. Should all have a slahava harvacha before Maaseyah to Amen. <coughs> today's daf is being studied. I know Nishmat Tachan Baruch Hashem Ben Miriam and Avraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tnichem Begin Eden. Amen. We begin today's daf on Chaf Aleph Amud Bet. Three lines before Hadachah Bet, that would be the uh, Mishnah. Three lines before that Mishnah, starting with the words Abba Shaul. We learned the now Mishnah. That if you find Kelim in Yerushalayim So he said "Stam Kelim that they found in Yerushalayim Are going to be Tahor The Biyoseh Said it doesn't matter where you find them Even if you find them uh, on the way down uh, To the Megver He said they are Tahor Except for several Kelim that were used (coughs) For grave digging Because then already you know That they are Tameh They were the uh, Sal it was like the basket that was used to collect the different uh, bones and limbs. The magrefa. Magrefa was like the um, shovel, the hole that used to dig the graves. The meritsah. Now the Gemara will tell us what the meritsah was. The la was. They were designated for <coughs> the graves. So the Gemara says, la ya kore otan tsipurim. Abba Shaul used to call these Meritzot He had another name for them He called them tsiporin. So the says, Man amar The Rabbi that calls them tsiporin, shayadome la tsiporin, Because the tip of this instrument Looked like a tsiporin. Tsiporin literally is a nail Like a nail, a fingernail It was like a sharp uh, pointy uh, end And they used to use it to uproot stones from the uh, structures over there uh, in order to make a uh, matseba, in order to make a tombstone. So it was like a, like, a, like a pick, exactly, toward the end of it, in order to uproot the stones. They would use this again in the cemetery in order to erect the tombstones. Hence the word miritzah, But our text in the Mishnah called it a miritza she miritza et ta lebet that when you uh, dig the hole uh that the uh, stone is there uh, this keli would very quickly uproot the uh, uproot the stone mm-hmm. so therefore uh, it's called medizin melashon laruts which is uh, to go fast, uh, to tarry up which means it would uh, quicken the process of getting the stone for the bethe kevarot in order to make the matzeba and so, uh, it's, it's uh, different uh, names of calling this uh, this item, either a tziporin or a meritsah. Comes the next piece. The uh, We learned in our Gemara uh, that if we found the sakin in Yerushalayim on the 14th, so a sakin, you assume, a 14th of Nisan that is, you assume that it is tahor Because you assume that somebody lost it who was going to slaughter his Qurban Pesah. And in order for him to slaughter his Qur'an Pesach, he had to dip it in the mikveh on the 13th. He had to wait in Ha'ad of Shemesh the following night. Therefore, by the 14th, it is going to be tahor. Uh, If a person found a kofitz, however, kofitz was like the the cleaver that's used to cut the bones. If you found it on the 14th, we said the assumption is that it is not tahor. Because since you cannot cut bones of the Qur'an Pesach, so there's no reason why the person would rush to metahed it for the 14th. Uh, however, we did have a Gemara above that said, if you found them attached to each other, Both if you found the Sakin attached to the Kofits, so then you follow the laws of the Sakeen. Okay. And therefore, if you find the Kofits attached to the Sakin on the 14th, you assume that just like they dipped the Sakin, they dipped the Kofits. Now our Gemara is going to bring an opposite view. And say that when the Sakin is tied to the Kofits, on the contrary, you're looking at the Kofits from the Kofit standpoint. <laughs> <laughs> and therefore the Hamir, and therefore just like they didn't dip the Kofits, they didn't dip the Sakin. That's a dissenting view. So the Gebra says, says, <clears throat> we learned in A Ibraita. Has <laughs> Sakin kishurala, if the Sakin is tied to the Kofits, Harezu meaning the Sakin as a deen of the Kofits. And therefore, whether you found it on the 13th or the 14th of Nisan, you would have to re-dip it, because you have to assume that just like the Kofits was not dipped, so too the Sakin as well. So that's a different view than we mentioned <coughs> <coughs> above. above. Comes Halakha bit the next Mishnah. Paruchet. Now the Paruchet was the curtain. The curtain was uh, to separate uh, in the Kodesh between the Kodesh and Kodesh kodashim, But that was only one of the uh, parochets that they had in the Beit HaMikdash. There were many parochot, as we learned, that were in the Beit HaMikdash in different places. So now the Mishnah discusses this. Let's say one of those parochets becomes Tameh. How do you metahed it? So the Mishnah says, Parochet, שנتمet at tumah, V'lad tumah, V'lad is a Rishon. So it became Tameh, uh, by a Rishon Now this is very difficult to understand right away Because a Rishon Letum'ah Can not Adam vekelin Rishon is metameh Ochlin u Mashkin a Rishon can make food stuff Tameh asheni, But it cannot metameh Adam vekelin The parochet is a keli yeah. So how does the Mishnah tell us That you have a parochet that became tameh From Vlad hatum'ah However if you remember we learned uh, as we studied Tum'ah v'tahara, that midrabanan the rabbis did put uh, Tum'ah on mashkim. That mashkim that already shown, they are able to be mitameh adam v'kelim. And uh, therefore, let's say you had mashkim that became tameh from a sheritz. Sheritz touched mashkim. Sheritz is avatumah. It made the mashkim A, Rishol. Meshkim have the ability to metameh uh, kelim, to make them tameh. Now, to make them uh, 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 bring tum'ah on them, to make them uh, sheni. Now, where did we get this from? Why, why did the rabbis do this? Because there is a case where right, meshkim are metameh. Where is that? No. Exactly. Roko Shilzav. The spit of a Zav, uh, if he spits on something, so the spit of a Zav is Kimoto. he's an avatuma his spit also is an avatuma therefore has the ability to metame others. So therefore they, they made all Mashkim uh, able to pass on Tumah. So therefore, but well this is a Tumah Midrabanan, mind you. So therefore when the Mishnah says, Parochet Now, which means... Uh, it was metameh midrabbanan, matbilin otah bifdin. So there was a mikveh in the azara itself. So the Hiddush is, since the tomahavi was only midrabbanan, we allow you to dip the ayah, because so you have to dip it, it's tammeh. How are you going to put the You have to put it in the mikveh. So you could put it in the mikveh that was in the azara. Why? Midrabbanan, we didn't to have to dip it outside. Furthermore, o makdisin otamiyad. Once it dries, obviously you can just hang it up again, because you don't have to wait for head of shemish. Normally, on a Tum'ah leita, you would have to wait until the evening, till the till the tara hits. However, here it hits immediately. Veshinit the However, if the parochet got mit from an avatumah meaning a sheretz touched the parochet, that's Tum'ah leita. Number one, matpilin mm-hmm. ota First, you have to dip it outside. Right? Outside the machaneh, because it's tamer. Secondly, ota bechel. They would uh, let it, spread it out in an area called the chel. That was an area outside the azara, uh, which was considered um, an area with temeim are allowed to access. And they would just spread it out there to dry. And because it needs aired of because that's tum'ah. Now the Mishnah says chadasha, That the parochet was a new parochet They would let it dry out on the roof of the Benta Mikdash So everybody could see it So everybody would be able to So everybody would be able to see the beautiful handiwork of the parochet, how beautiful it is. And what would that do? That would motivate them to donate money to the Meta Mikdash. when Where they would see how, uh, wow, look at this, uh, you know, craftsmanship that goes into the parochet. So they would show it off to the people. So that would cause them to want to uh, donate money for further, uh, you know, purchasing and making of the parochet. Now the Mishnah discusses the shi'ur, the size of this parochet. Rabbi ben Gamli Rabbi ben HaSegan Parochet, the curtain that separated between the Kodesh and the Kodesh Kodashim, of ya Tefah Its thickness was a Tefah That was from all the, the weaving that went into it All the um, the handiwork caused it to be thick The shiur of a Tefah A lot of strings Al now we know they used to use the loom uh, in the olden days to, you know, create uh, tapestries and uh, you know, uh, work of uh, thread. threads and things like that. So, uh, if you remember, there was uh, the apparatus, and it had little holes that they used to stick the threads through in order to weave them. Those holes were called like the batenidin. Those holes that the threads would be. Uh, uh, sent through so it says when they made the parochet, there was 72 nimim, that's 72 of those holes where the uh, threads would go through it in order to mm-hmm. make the uh, the weave now, al kol nima v eslim now every thread was spun of 24 threads now, how, how is that calculation? Because the Torah says you had four uh, threads. You had Tchelet, Argaman, Tola'achani, and Shish. Those are the four threads, but the Pasuk says it was um, Moszar. Right? Shesh? Moszar. What did the word Moszar mean? Moszar means it was spun. Now, the Gemara is going to teach us, just according to, to this opinion, it was spun six times. Mm. So therefore you had six of each of these threads. 24. So six times four is 24. Mm-hmm. So each thread was a solid uh, thread over here of, of uh, four threads of uh, uh, four threads of al-gaman, and shesh, and then spun together. Right, six. Six each. Comes the Mishnah, continues. orka arba'im amma. Its length was 40 amma. That was the height of the uh, mm. the uh, of the uh, to, this, to the the parochet, the height of it. I sleep amma, and its width was twenty amma. So exactly the dimensions of the bet ha It went to the ceiling and it went across twenty amma. Oh, yeah. Now its price in dinarim was uh, eighty-two ribbo. 82 ribo would be 82 times 10,000. So it was 820,000 dinarim. That was the price that it cost. Ustayim osim shana. And they made two a year. Why did they make two a year? So the Mefashim explained because the ashan, the smoke of the ketoret would blacken it. Because it was right there by the, you know, it's, uh, by the Kodesh Kodeshim. So therefore, since the smoke of the Ketoret would blacken it, so therefore they had to uh, replace it a few times during the year. me'ot kohanim ota. It was so heavy that it took 300 kohanim in order to bring it into the mikveh and take it out because of its weight. Comes the Gemara now and is going to discuss... Wow. the uh, threads themselves. We said in our Mishnah that the threads were 24 threads actually each. They were spun uh, six times of four of the threads. And the Gemara tells us how we learned that. The Pasuk says, I'm calling it the Pasuk outside, So the Gebra Mozar. So the Gebra says, if it didn't use the word Morsad, if it used the word Chut, I would say ihad Meaning you bring one of each one of these uh, uh, species, right, or types. If it used the word Kaful, Lishnayim. Then at Kaful means you bring two each. If it used the word Shazur, Lishloshah. However, it says Mozar, Lishishah. Basic rule over here, Morsar is double Shazur. When the word in shazur in Hebrew three. mean of three threads. When you say mojzar, that's the way of saying double shazur. So that's six. So therefore, uh, the shisha, arba' mikan, now you have four threads, you have tchedet, argaman, tola'at, chani, shesh, uh, times six, equals ha'isleem varba'. That's the first opinion. Now we give a second opinion. The next opinion says, no, each thread was actually made up of, spun of 32 threads. How? The says, If the Pasuk were to use the word Chut, it's one. Then you'd end up having just four threads each. Kaful Lishnayim." If you use the word Kaful, it would be two threads. Shazur Now, according to this opinion, the word Shazur would mean four. So what's Mozar going to mean? Mozar is double. So Mozar لشمونة so therefore if it's shmona, so it's 8 times 4 Arba' mikad hatlatin utren So therefore you end up with 32 Ta'na we have another shita in the Braita, Arba'im It was actually 48 threads spun together How do you get 48? Ilu amar ehad If it said the word chut in the pasuk, that would be one each Kaful l'shnaim Again, kaful would mean two Kiliah Oh it's adding a new word here. If it were to use the word let's say kalua, so that would mean lish Shazur Shazur Oh, So shazur is shisha. What is Mozar? Mozar has to be twelve. Mozar is 12. And you have four threads times 12 So you have altogether 48 So basically our opinions are Either it was made up of twenty-four, thirty-two, 32 or 48 All depending on how you learn the word Shazur And then subsequently how you learn the word Mosar And the Torah does say Muzar, So therefore uh, hence the different shitot. Now we get to the next part since we're discussing the subject of the parochet There were different parochets As we mentioned One parochet was actually at the uh, At the entrance Of Oil Mo'ed Which is when a person would walk into Oil Mu'ad, There was a parochet right at the uh, entrance at the, at the gate And then of course you had the parochet that separated between the Kodesh And, and Kodesh and kodeshin Now the Gemara says Katu omer rokim Regarding that parochet That was at the entrance of Oil Mo'ed the Torah calls it Maase Rokim. It was work of an embroiderer. Now, Vechatu Vechad Omer, another Pasuk says, Maase Choshev. That was regarding the parochit between the Kodesh and Kodashim. And Kodesh Kodashim, that was called Maase Choshev. The work of a designer. So the Gemara wants to understand what's the difference between a parochet of Maase Rokim or a parochit that's called Maase Choshev. What's the difference between a work of an embroiderer and hmm. a work of a designer? These are words that are in the Torah. We have to know the difference. When it says maaseh rokem or maaseh, So the Gemara says, it's going to give us the clown. Maaseh rokem, when it says work of an embroiderer, partsuf echad. It means one face. The Gemara will explain you what this means, one face. But that's what partsuf echad means. When it says the words, it means two faces. Now, regarding this uh, formula, we have a Mahloka that interpreted. The bu the Hadamar One says, now, in order to read this correctly, we're going to have to change the girsa. Okay, this is really changed by the Gaon the Vilna, the Taklin Hatin, as well as the other Hakamim. So we, we will read straight the amended text. So again, when it says Arimikan, the Halakmikan. That means there was a lion the image of a lion, on one side, okay. and on the back of it, it was okay. empty, blank. Because okay. the lion only showed up on one, one side. side. And that's what the Gemara means, one, one face. Because the face of the lion only showed up on one side. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. what is, is, is mm-hmm. Ari Mikan. Mm-hmm. You had a lion on both sides. And therefore, that's why the Gemara said above, Ma'aseh Hoshev is, what Shnei Farsufim? What is Shnei Farsufim? When they, when they made the embroidery, there was actually an image of a lion. And the lion showed up on both sides of the curtain. So Ma'aseh Rokem, it means it was on one side, Ma'aseh Hosef was on both sides. That's one opinion. Gemara says, the Harana Amar, and the other opinions say, Ma'aseh Rokem, Arimikan, We'll change the Gersa again. You had a lion on both sides. Uh, so, why is that called parsufihad? It means you had the same image on both sides. An image of a lion, both sides. But that's called parsufihad. However, Maaseh shev, arim mikan v'nishir mikan. Maaseh you had the image of a lion on one side, and on the other side, the image of an eagle. And therefore, it's called Shnei Parusufim. Now again, faces. two different faces. Now again, these are obviously uh, mystical Yanim, Why they put a lion and a shit. Obviously, they had uh, you know they represented uh, twang different twang things. Twang. And therefore, uh, it's about looking exactly how they were uh, placed on the different paruchets. Gemara continues: Bishmonim u'shtayim naasit. So we said it cost 820,000 dinarim, and it was dipped in the mikveh by 300 kohanim because of its weight. But it be it's haq bar vizna b'shem shemuel guzma. So, the says it was an exaggerated figure. When it says 300 kohanim, don't think it's 300 kohanim. 300 is just a way of saying it took a lot of kohanim to dip it, but it wasn't actually 300. The uses lashon guzma. Which means it's, uh, it's exaggerated. <clears throat> and the Gemara gives a different example where the Hakamim uh, used exaggerated terminology. We learned in Masakhet Tamid. Sometimes on the Mizbacha Zahav, there was so much ash on top of it, it measured 300 kur. Now, 300 kud is a lot of ashes. So, the Gemara says, the Biyose, Barabi, Bun, Beshem, Shemuel, Guzma. That was a Guzma as well. They would never leave it until they got to 300 kud of ashes. They would always. Uh, clean it before, but they're just yes. trying to say there was a lot of ashes from the Kurbanot ah. on the Mizbeyach Alaka, <laughs> Gimal Matnitim, the next Mishnah again now we analyze a new subject, the law is let's say you have Basar Kodesh that's uh, Basar of about Basar Kodesh Kodeshim that would be the Basar of the Qurban Hattat, the Basar of the Kurban olah, the Basar of the Kurban Asham all these korbanot are considered Kodesh kodashim, And they became Tameh. Okay, they became Tameh, so the law is you have to burn them. So the discussion is now, Mishnah, where do you burn them? Do you burn them inside the Azara, in the Kodesh area, or do you burn them outside the Kodesh area? So the Mishnah begins, Basar Kodesh kodashim the Abbasar of Kodesh Kodashim that's Kurban Ola, Kurban Hattat, Kurban Ash'amit. Ben Be'av whether it became Tameh by an Av, meaning an Av touched it, making it a Rishon. Ben Be'vlad or it got uh, Tameh from a Rishon, making it a Shini. Ben Be'fnim, whether it became Tameh in the Azara, Ben Bahutz, or it became Tameh, outside of the Azara. So regarding this situation over here, we're going to have a four-way mahloket between bet Shamai, Bet-Tillel, uh, Rabbi Eliezer, and Rabbi Akiba. And Gemara is going to give us all the shitot. Mishnah is going to give us all the shitot. Pay attention to the shitot. bet shamai says, Klal, hakol yisaref bifnil. Oh. All these cases, you burn them inside the azara in the kodesh, which means we learn these from. Uh, there's a pesukim that teach us that anything that is belongs inside the azara mm-hmm. by kodesh Kodashim cannot leave the azara. That's the holy of holies belongs davka in, in the azara, so it's serefa. When it becomes tameh, is also in the azara, except for one case mishnitma <laughs> b'chutz unless it became tameh the meat with avatum'a which is the stringent tumah, and it became tameh outside so you have let's say two we'll call them two negatives which means it has the most stringent tumah, and it became tameh outside so we're not going to bring it back inside to burn it we'll just burn it outside So, if we would conclude Bet Shammai's opinion, gentlemen, there's actually four cases we're discussing over here. If you want to break it down. We're discussing, (laughs) It's only four cases we're discussing. (laughs) Bet Shammai says, Three out of the four, you burn (laughs) Bifnim. The only case that you burn bachutz is when you have the two uh, stringencies. where you have Avatuma, which is the strictest tumah, and it became tamer outside. That, we're not going to bring it back inside to burn. And plus it has strict tumah on it, avatuma, so therefore we burn it outside. That's shittat bet shamay. Three out of the four are inside. omrim, hakol yisaref bahuts. He goes the opposite way. He's going to say three out of the four you burn outside. Except when you have two positives. The two positives would be it became Tameh with what's called Vladatumah, which we're calling that weak Tumah. We'll see why we're calling that a weak Tumah. And it became Tameh inside. So it was inside already when it became Tameh. So it's like you have to bring it inside. So therefore, when you have two positives, meaning Vlada inside, that's the only case inside. So again, it's also a three-to-one ratio, but this uh, is the opposite of the other, other way. way. This is three you burn outside, and one um, you burn inside. inside. <coughs> now, and of course, Petalil will learn that those let let's say you burn Kodesh in the Azara, we're talking about specifically that case, where it's Vlada Tum'ah, that was mit Tam'ah, bifnim. Rabili Izzer says, Shnitma be'ava Tum'ah, Ben bifnim, Ben bachutz, yisaref bachutz. Shnitma be'vlada Tum'ah, Ben bachutz, Ben bifnim, yisaref bifnim. Rabili Izzer has a very easy formula. It doesn't matter where it became tameh. it depends on what type of Tum'ah it was. Tumat, Ava is... Tum'ah, it's always going to be outside. You burn it. It doesn't matter where it became Tameh. And Vlada the opposite. Vlada was is always inside. Which is, even if the Vlada became Tameh outside, you bring it in and you burn it. Uh, because Shekir became Tameh inside. So therefore he has split, two and two. Reshita. Rabbi Akiva Omer. Mekom Tumato. Shram. He looks from the other angle. He says, no, it goes where it became Tameh. Anything that became Tamer outside, whether it's Av or Vlad, is outside. Anything that became Tamer inside, whether it's Av or Vlad, becomes burnt inside. So it's also split two and two. But he's uh, splitting it according to the... Place where it right. became, okay. whereas Rabbi the Aizir is splitting it according to what type of tumah there is. Okay, so that's the four way Mahlokit between Bet Shamai, Bet Tillel, Rabbi the Aizir, and Rabbi Akiva. Now the Gemara begins to analyze what is this Vlada Tumah that we're talking about. This is great mahlukit. Gemara says, Bar Kapara Amar. Bar Kapara tot Avatumah, the word Torah. Avatumah means a tumah deoraita, meaning the meat became tameh from a sheretz, or it, let's say, touched a nevera. That's avatumah. These things. So, touched the meat. The meat becomes a ishur mitz tumah deoraita. Vlada tumah midvrehim, but vlada tumah is drabanan. Meaning, what's the case? I'll give you the case like this. You had mashkeen. Right? Mashkeen got touched by a... by a sheritz. So the Meshkeen become a Rishon. Okay? Then let's say uh, the uh, Meshkeen themselves touch the keli. The Hadush is that that keli remains a Rishon. Right? Because uh, the, uh, we said that the Hadush of Meshkeen, it keeps the same level. That doesn't drop to a shini. So therefore the keli now becomes a sheni letuma. Now the meat went into that keli and the meat became a sheni. I review. You had a sheritz. Okay? Uh, the sheritz touched mashkin. So far everything's is right over here. Sheritz is a ri- avatuma. It touched mashkin, it made the Mashkim a rishon. Ah, the rishon touched the keli. Now normally, according to normal Tuma'ad, a a Rishon is not metameh kelim. Met Rabbanah, however, the keli becomes tameh, and it stays a Rishon. It takes the same status as the (laughs) (laughs) Meshkim, Gezra'atu Zav, Rokosha Zav. Now the meat fell into that keli, so it becomes a sheni. So it became tameh from Vlad, it became tameh from a Rishon, That means that the keli became a shini, and the the keli became a rishon, and it became tamir from that keli, which makes the meat a shini, which is tum'ah, drabanah. That's the vlad, tum'ah That's the barakah, learns the (laughs) mishnah. Av is the oraita. vlad is drabanah. And we'll work it out in a minute. We just want to get the terminologies. (laughs) Rabbi Yohanan Yohanan says no. Benze, benze, devar tum'ah. Which means both of the cases are deuraita. Now, what's the case of uh, Vlad? So the case of Vlad is very simple. You have a sheritz. Okay? The sheritz, which is avatumah, touched the keli. That makes the keli, arishon, rishon deoraita. How would happen? The meat fell into that keli. It makes it a sheni, Deuraita. So he learns it became tamir from a Vlad that was a De'uraita What palm? The nevela. Or the share that touches a keli. that's an av, making ishom, oraita, a ishon, the oraitah, and the meat, went into the keli. Yeah. So it's a fantastic mahlokere between Barqa Para, <inaudible> and Rabbi Yohanan, Haralona Mishnah. Everybody agrees avatumah is oraita. the oraitah. The mahlokir is really narrowed in the case of Vladatumah. Is Vladat tuma, Vlada tuma a Drabbanan Tuma or is Vladat Tuma a Tuma? Once we uh, establish this mahlokit, <laughs> now we can start asking questions based on the what opinions. As the Gibra says, Bekashia <laughs> Drab Yohanan al Bet Shamay. So now we have a question on the Biohanan that says all the tumult in the Mishnah are Doraita. We can ask on the logic of Bet Shamay. Everything is burnt inside. Except when you have two negatives, the two stringencies And it is outside. So he says, Correct. The truth of the matter is, if is also deoraita. So what's the difference between avatumah or vlada both of them are devar and it was just negative. like you're stringent, exactly, just like you're stringent on To say you burn it outside, so you should be stringent also on To burn it outside, according to Baraka, that's no problem Because what is the Oraita? and what is the Uraith? So if I understand the Hiluk, whereas according to the B'yohanan, if they're both the Oraitas, Why do you split it? So the Gibran says, What do you think, according to the B'yohanan, you do question in the B'yohanan? You have a question about Betelel as well, according to Yohanan. How? everything is burnt outside, right? We have the four cases according to Betelel. Chutz, except for Vlada Tum'a Bifnim. Now hold it. Vlada Tum'a and avatumah. Are the same thing. So the Gemara Ma ben vladetu Ma b'fnim Ma ben avetu Ma b'fnim Zevah Torah. According to the Torah, why are you only lenient Avladetu Ma bifnim. According to the Yochanan, you should be the same lenient. See when it comes to avetu. I mean, it's the same the 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 Torah, the same donaita. So therefore, according to the Yochanan, both Bet Shemay and Bet are questioned. Comes the Gemara and says La havu bar banan al debar kapara. The rabbis didn't pay too much attention to Rabbi Hanan's opinion, to ask from Rabbi Hanan to the Mishnah, because they really were focusing on Bar Kapara's opinion. It seems that they took Bar Kapara as the halakha, so therefore the rabbis really focused, how is Bar Kapara going to interpret the Mishnah? Well, he's going to have problems as well, because Bar Kapara said what? He said there's a haluk between Avat which is the Urayta, and Vladat which is the Rabbanan, so the Gibran says de de Well, there's a question on Bar uh, Kaparad. The way he's going to interpret Bet Shemai, why? Bet Shemai, Omri, he's called Yisareif Pefnim. Again, Bet Shemai's opinion is what? We out of the four cases get burnt inside. Nozara, chutz mishinitma be'avat tumah b'chutz. Except for avat tumah, that is outside. 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 So avat, because you have two negatives. You have avat tumah, it's the strict tumah, and it's also. Outside, right? That's uh, bachutz. Why are you going to bring it back in? I'll be. Uh, let's just continue burning it outside. So the Gemara says, "Ma ben avatumah ben bachutz ben bifnim. which means seemingly. Why does Bet say that if you have something that was metameh be'avatumah that became metameh bachutz, you burn it bachutz? But something that's avatumah that's bifnim, you burn it b'fnim. Why don't you tell me that avatumah is? Strict Tum'ah, so the both cases you should burn it outside. Which is once already you're telling me that that's the whole thing. there's Avatuma is strict and velada uh, Vilada Tuma is lenient. Right. So Avatumah the Khawra shouldn't make a difference if it's Mahouts or it is Bifnim, which means even Bifnim is strict Tumah. The Khaurah court of you should burn it outside. Why did he only say that you have Avatumah Bahuts you burn it? Outside the Chayora, if that's the haluk between strict and and lenient, so by by the strict Tumah should be burnt always Mm -hmm. outside. What's the logic of his haluk? So the Gemara says, "Ze ve lo devar Torah." That's the question. What do you mean? Aren't they both devar Torah? So the Chayora, what's the haluk? So the Gemara says, says, "Bechin de Rabbi Akiva Amar mekom tum ato sham tehes nefato." Remember the, uh, fourth mm-hmm. the fourth opinion of Amishnah? The fourth opinion of Amishnah was Rabbi Akiva. He went after What's Mekom Tumato. Mm-hmm. That's the, and really, mm-hmm. the place where the Tumah takes place, that's where the Sinifat takes place. In truth, B'et Shammai is adopting that Sivara of Rabbi Akiva. Mm-hmm. Now, let's analyze the four cases now according to Rabbi Akiva in line of. Uh, Rabi Akiva's logic: Me kom ato Three out of the four cases are inside. Three out of the four cases, you burn inside a kohen t'bechamai. Correct? Let's review the three through the three cases. You'd have case number one: Avat tumah inside. Well, Avatum tumah became inside. Burn it inside. That case, that's Rabi Akiva. Vlada tumah inside. inside. Burn it inside. That's that's became tame inside. Burn it inside. Ava outside, but outside. Burn it outside. The only uh, case where you're gonna get uh, gets a little tricky is right. Tum'a, no, Vla- Vlada Tum'a outside, yeah, inside. Right. There he's going to argue on Rabbi Akiva. Right. In that one case, because since it's Vlada Tum'a, and according to the Bank Vlada Tum'a is no, no. Tumad Rabbanan, right. so therefore he'll be lenient on a Vlada Tum'a that was mitameh b'chutz, that you don't go and become Tum'at, you go inside. So, Bet Shemai really adopts Rabbi Akiva, but not fully. He argues on the Akiva in that one case, but at least it explains why Abatumah b'chutz and Abatumah Bifnim is different. Mm-hmm. That's the main point we're trying to discuss here. Why Abatumah mm-hmm. makes a chiduq in Beit Why Why Abatumah b'chutz is Chutz and Abatumah Bifnim is Bifnim? Abatumah is the Uraita, always put it Bachutz. No, he's also going to be Akiva. The Akiva says what? Makom tumato, that's the koveya. So this is b'chot, it's b'chot, it's b'fnim, b'fnim. Yeah, but the Beit you're not exactly the Akiva. Right, you missed it. Because you hold that tumat valad tumah outside, it goes inside. So it's the Akiva, but in that one case, since it's Rabbanan, Beit will make a, hey, look at that case. But, he'll agree to the tumah. the oraita, it goes after to makom tumato. So that answers Beit the lefi bar kapara. We're not finished. The camera says, What do you think, according to Betelel you don't have a kasha? Betelelel also is a a problem. Why? Betelelel said, Because Betelelel said, Three out of the four cases according to Betelel, are outside, Except for Vlada which is lenient, Tumah and it was metame already inside anyway, so it's not like you have to bring it in; it's in already. Mm-hmm. So in that case, we say bet says you burn it bifnim. So the Gemara says ma ben vlada tumah ben bifnim ben bakhutz. Why? Zev a lo Once already you tell me according to kapara that vlada tumah is always the rabbanan. So the kara what's the difference? Where it became tameh? Whether it became tameh inside, or even if it became tameh outside, you should always burn it. Inside, which is the Gemara says, that's all the mm-hmm. Hanukk. They were right at Rabbanan. So the Rabbanan, you should be Mekin. Therefore, why did you only say Vlada Tuma Befnim is Befnim? You should have also said Vlada Tuma B'Chol <laughs> <It> should also <laughs> be Befnim because uh, it is. We're going by the Rabbanan. We're going by the uh, by the level of Tuma. Tum'a. So the Gemara says, B'Gin the Rebbe Shem on Amar Afon Ma'achaloum Meshkosh Shel Metzora Meshtalachin <laughs> Chutz L'Sosh Machanot. He's going like the bishop on Shita. What is the bishop on Shittah? The bishop had an opinion by a Mitzurah Now we know a Mitzurah leper Uh He's sent out of three Mahanot Uh That's all the way outside the the camp Outside actually Yerushalayim Uh Okay, outside the walls of Yerushalayim That would be considered outside of three Mahanot Uh Not only can he be on the Temple Mount Where the Beit HaMakdash is He cannot be in the area around the Temple Mount And he can't even be in that's considered the three Mahanot. Right. Good. Rabbi On's opinion is, not only he's sent out, but his food and his begadim, anything he touched, the tum'ah of the mitzunah goes on, and it also has to be sent out. Okay? Now, the mitzunah itself is in avatumah and whatever he touches is going to be a Rishon, Rishon letumah. That's a vlada tumah, And we're seeing what, from Rabbi On that Vladatum'ah has to be sent out. And therefore, we're going to draw a correlation between the Tum'ah of the Mitzorah and this Tum'ah of the Basar that became Tameh. How? We're going to say it like this. Just like the Tum'ah of a Mitzorah what he touched, his food, or his Begadim, uh, his clothing, has to be sent out of the Mahane, so too if you have something that became Tameh, from Vlada Tum'a, Basar, also is going to have to be burnt or taken outside. However, if it got Tameh inside, it can remain inside. Now hold it. Where do you see that by Mitzorah? Mitzorah, we don't see a haluk between where it became Tameh. It just says, you gotta send it out. So the taklin Hatin explains, based on a different grisa that he has, it means that these clothes or the mashkim of a mitzvah you cannot bring inside. Yeah. Not that you have to take it out. You cannot bring it in. That has a world of difference, according to that Meaning, if it was in already and it became tamer inside, leave it. But if it became tamer outside, you can't bring it in. So already we have a precedence by a mitzvah that is a between if it became tamer inside. Or became Tameh, outside. So, Betelel is following the opinion of Rabbi Shem'on. We, we see a model already. That there's a Hiluk in the Tum'ah of the Mitzorah, inside to outside. Now, granted, uh, this case of the Mitzorah is a Tum'ah over here. This is a case where it is the Torah uh, that Pesukim Rabbi to learn this deen over here. But he's going to learn that Basar Kodesh, uh, even though you should know it's a Rabbanan law Which is even Basar Kodesh That became Tameh yeah, It's a Gizara that you don't burn in the Azara Because really we Torah you can burn in the Azara Hachamim came along and said We don't want you to burn Basar Kodesh In the Azara But Hachamim uh, modeled their rabbinic law After a Torah law And therefore they're going to say Just like by the mitzvah that became Tameh We're going to make a Haduk between If it was in or it's coming in, mm-hmm. so Tubetana will say, I'll make a haluk between Vladatumah, which is the lenient Tumah anyway, I'll make a haluk between going in and going out. Whereas opposed to Avatumah, I don't care. Avatumah, ben bahuds, ben bifnim, do it bahuds. Because I'm going to make a gizera up to the case of Mitzurah. And since that's the strict tuma, so I'm going to be Mahmidi no matter where it is, at to the Mitzurah. But in the I don't have to be so strict. I can keep it. Meaning if it is metame inside, keep it inside. Burn it inside. If it becomes outside, metame it outside. Just like, don't bring it back in. Just like the case of the Mitzvah. So that's the way Betelil is going to learn. Comes halakha dalid. Halakha Okay, now we discuss the last uh, subject here of the order how the Qur'anim used to work in the Beit HaMikdash on a daily basis. tamid nitanim machatsi kevesh ulmata used to go up every day bring the Qur'an tamid. They brought it on the Mizbay'ah, They had to walk up the ramp. They walked up with the, the bones and the fat or whatever, the, the meat of the animal. But they didn't right away just walk up the ramp and put it on the Mizbayach. They did it in two steps. They would carry the meat halfway up the ramp, and then they would place it on the ramp on the west side of the ramp. On the ramp, however, uh, on the lower part of the ramp. Not on the the half that is lower. They didn't go uh, at the 50.50% level. They were 49% up on the ramp. They would put the meat on the west side of the Mizbeach. And then they would... Uh, do some more avoda, then they would go back to the ramp, lift up the meat and put oh, it on yeah. the Muzbat. That's the Qurban Tamid. Shil Musafin, Musaf of Shabbat, Qurban Musaf of Shabbat and Qurban Musaf of Yom Tov, Mahatsi Kevish Ul Mata They would put it on the ramp, on the opposite side, on the on the east side. Why don't they put it on the same side? So the mefashim explained because Halakhat says you always have to bring the Qurban Tamid before the Qurban Musaf. If you're going to put it all on the same side, you're worried it's going to get mixed up. Yeah, and you might end up bringing some of the meat of the Kurban musaf before the <laughs> Kurban So you separated it, you put this is on the west side, and this is on the east side. Did it roll down? No, it didn't roll down. No, we had traction. So comes the Gemaran says, comes the and says, now the Kurban musaf of Rosh Chodesh, the Tanin al Mil Ma'alan. You placed it on an area of the Mizmeach called the Karkov. The Gebrai will explain where that Karkov is. So for some reason, musaf of Rosh Hodesh is different, it's special. Now, Mushta continues. enam no Okay, back to Shekalim. When is this obligation to give the mahasita Sheikh? It's only when there was a Beit around. Uh, that's logical, because what was the purpose of the Shekhalim? For the Sibur. Uh-huh. Well, if you don't have a Benta Mikdash, so totally therefore there's no you. reason to collect the Shekhalim. Number two is Bikurim. Bikurim is the first fruits, mm-hmm. right, that a farmer would bring <coughs> to Yerushalayim on a yearly basis. But it says, Rishit Bikure Ajmatecha Tavi Bet Adonaye Rohecha. So it says you got to bring it to the Bet, to the Bayit. That's it's only it. when there's a Bet Mekdash. So if there's no Bet Mekdash, Bikurim also does not apply. Aval, however. Maasir Dagan, that would be the Maasir, the 10% uh, that you give on your uh, grain. That would include Tirumot and Maasrot. Maasir Behema, that's designating the 10th animal, every 10th animal in your flock. To be kodesh, upchurat. that be the firstborn of any kosher animal. No agim b'mifnei abayit b'mishul Doesn't matter. Ben Ben Why? Because these items are teliyah and kiddushah to And since the kiddushah of the land still applies even after the ordem bet so therefore the din of teliyah and ma'aserot still applies. And for that matter, even ma'aser behemah. Even though you can't bring it. Normally, you take the animal, you go up to Jerusalem, you bring it on the mm-hmm. However, even though there's no Kakrabah, the haflasha still applies. And the same thing with Bechor. Uh, now, the Mephal do point out that today, they don't take Maaser Behemat today, because they're worried for Takala because this animal is Kurdish really. You can't bring it on the bread. They worried that it's going to get mixed up in your flock, then you're going to end up using it for oh. personal use. So, therefore, <laughs> the Hakamim said, Today, Bizman don't give your Ma'asir. B'bateru, al Still have to be given, even. B'zman She'imert Ha'am, Now, Hamakdish Shekalim U Bekurim. Let's say, a guy did it. He made, he does it, this is for my Shekel. Or he took his first food and said, Hare Elu Bekurim. Is it hal or not? The Mishnah says, "Ari Ze Kodesh." Even though you shouldn't have done it, and even though you're not obligated to do it, but if you did it, it's done. It took. It's kodesh. Now what you got to do? You got to leave it. You got to. got to save it. The Bishim Omer, Kodesh. If a guy says B'Kurim is kodesh, Enam Kodesh. Doesn't take. Doesn't, doesn't take because the pasuk says Tavi Bet Hashem Adoricha. Finish. What does says Tavi Bet Hashem Adoricha? There's no buy it. There's no B'Kurim. Ah, the guy says Are don't uh, Doesn't take. matter. Hey, Rabbi Shimon, what do you hold by Shekhalim? You didn't mention yeah. Shekhalim over here. The Gemara will discuss yeah. what he holds by Shekhalim. Okay, so that's that mahluk. Comes the Gemara and says, You told me that on Mosh the Musaf, you place the meats where? On, the, on the Karkov. What's the Karkov? So we learned this above. The walkway. The walkway around the Mizbaya uh, itself. If you remember, the Mizbeah, where they put the wood, was actually one Amah on one Amah square. Right. Around, Around it, you had another Amah square, where the Qanim used to Manu. walk. Now, I want to point that you even had another Amah on, on the side of that, it just keranot, wasn't square. Because right, on the, the corners. corners, you had the keranot of the Mizbeah. So technically, in that spot over there, in the walkway, we'll call it, that's called the Karkov <laughs> HaMezbayach, well, that's where they place the uh, Rosh Chodesh uh, Musaf. Mm-hmm. Now the question is, uh, what are they putting it over there? Are they putting it in such a, uh, you know, conspicuous spot? So the I was going to explain, because uh, we wanted everybody to know, that Betin sanctified Rosh Chodesh. Yeah, nice. So, how do you publicize that Betin sanctified so the people will know? So, you put the Kurban Musaf all the way on top. Mm-hmm. So now everybody sees it. It is very, very clear. Comes again and says, Musfe <clears> Shabbat, <throat> Musfe Rosh Chodesh. Mikadam. Okay, question. Shabbat Rosh Chodesh. You gotta be two Musafim. You gotta be Kurban Musaf on Shabbat. Quran Musaf and Rosh Chodesh. Which one goes. On the Mizbeach first well logic would tell you Tadir Musaf of Shabbat is Tadir Tadir or maybe I'll tell you that Musaf Rosh is just Hashuv so maybe the Hashivut hey you see we put it on the Karkov of you know you're giving it some uh, preference maybe it overrides the Tadir so the Gabbara says Rebiyar Miyas memar." mimar Rebiyar thought to say Mosfei Shabbat, Mosfei Rosh Chodesh, Mosfei Rosh Chodesh could mean. He wow. wanted to say Mosfei Rosh Chodesh comes first. Why? Chayleid Rabbi Yirmiya Min'ada. The proof, Chayleid, the strength of Rabbi Yirmiya is from here. Shiroh Shabbat, Shiroh Shil Rosh Chodesh. Now, it's Rosh Chodesh and Shabbat. Now, every day has a special Shir yom, A song that the Ravim would sing in the Beit HaMikrach at the time of the Kurman. The Shir of Shabbat is one song, and the Shir of Rosh Chodesh is yet another song. So now the question is, which song would they sing? So the Gavara says, Shirosh shir Rosh Chodesh Kodem. Yeah. Yeah. They would sing the Shir of Rosh Chodesh. That takes precedence. When at the to bring the Burman, the they would sing the Shir of Rosh Chodesh. So what do you see from here? Just like the Shir comes first, so too the Kurman, Comes so he's bringing his proof from the way they yeah. sang the song. So Gemara says, that's your proof. Ammar Abiyosad Abiyosad says, I reject it. Tamar, we learned over there already by the Shear, that Ammar Abiyah Bishim Yohanan, Ashur The old Takanaf singing the song of Azhkhodesh before the song of Shabbat is in order that the people will be uh, sure that what? It's Ash-Hodish. People really don't know when Oshoih was. In the old days, it wasn't an calendar. It was done according to the Lebanon. Not everybody knows when the moon was uh, in the Taddish. Therefore, you needed to make uh, an impression upon the people that so they know today is Oshoih. So to give the Sheer. you put that first. However, kisa the So what did they do? Shochet uh, musfei Shabbat. They would slaughter the musfei Shabbat first. alin And as they're slaughtering the musa, the musa of Shabbat, they would still sing the song of, roshchodesh to show up. That's roshchodesh. However, musfei Shabbat, the Rosh roshchodesh, musfei Shabbat called me. But the hakrabah itself. Of course, the musaf of Shabbat is going to come first. Al shem. The tadir takes precedence, and therefore, don't bring me a proof from the sheet. The sheet was a separate item. The sheet was just to publicize that today is a But besides the sheet, all the other rules are followed. you can't make a correlation between the sheet and the hakrabah. Comes the Gemara continues. Shekalim u bikurim. What we say in the Mishnah: a guy makes shekalim kodesh, or a guy makes bikurim kodesh, or according to Tanakhama, hareze kodesh. Right? Mm-hmm. The Shimon came along and said, no. Bikurim is not Kodesh. Right. But what about mm-hmm. shekalim? So the Gemara makes the diuk. Ha Shekarim, got you. Well, obviously the Duke would be, Bikurim doesn't become Kodesh, but Shekarim, yes. <laughs> so that, that, that's the Shitat Mishnah. The Gebarana brings a b'rita that argues on that implication of that Mishnah. Why? What does the b'rita say? Rabbi Shimon ben mishum Rabbi Shimon, Ben elu u ben elu what lo Whether it's Bikurim or whether it is shekalim, not kodesh. So we have a machloket in the bishma'on. If a guy was mekadesh shekalim, is. is it kodesh or not? From so the Mishnah, it's Mashmah. it's it, it is kodesh. Mm. And for the bright that clearly says no. lo kadosh. Where's point to the Gemara? Okay. Now we end up our masechah talking about gerim. Converts. <coughs> if a person wants to convert to Judaism, uh, in the older days, there was different processes that he'd have to go through. Number one, of course he has to have uh, ritmila. Of course he has to accept upon himself the mitzvot, that goes without saying. He has to dip in the mikveh, And there was also a special korban that the convert that the ger had to bring. Now, uh... There are opinions in the Rishonim that said not only does he bring the Qurban, but they sprinkle the blood of that Qurban on the Gir itself, and that already makes him a full-fledged convert. Now, the problem is today, we do not have this Qurban. So the Gemara says, Tani, Gir Baze A convert that comes to convert in our time. Even though there's no Betta Mikdash, mm-hmm. therefore there's no way he can bring his Qurban. Mm-hmm. He has to separate a quarter of kesif, which means that would be a quarter of a dinar. Mm-hmm. It's a denomination of coin. Mm-hmm. What? For a bird offering. You can't bring it, but you guys just take that money and put it on the side that just in case the Beit HaMikdash will be, will be built in his time, he'll take that money and go buy the bird offering for his korban. Okay. But he has to designate the money. Comes the Gebaran says, Amar be Shimon, Yohanan ben Zakai, Takala. Rabbi Yohanan nullified this whole item. You uh-huh. do not have to separate the money. Why? Taqala, dangerous. What's going to happen? He might come use the money by mistake. This money was designated for uh, a Qurban. Mm-hmm. It's going to get mixed up in his money now, you know what we say? Forget about it. Convert, just dip in the megvah, uh the take prime. the Mirah, and that's it. Your Quran is waived today because there is no better Mekdash. Mm-hmm. So comes the Gemara and says, so, What is this takkara you're talking about? Yeah. What is this problem that can come out of it? So the Gemara detani." like we learned in the Braita, In Mekdishin. Today, mm-hmm. a person cannot uh, consecrate something for Higdash. You can't say, oh, on this table over here, mm-hmm. I'm consecrating for Higdash. Velo ma'arikhin. Ma'arikhin <speaking> <speaking> would be a person who says, <speaking> My value is to the Beit The Torah gives us a list of how much each person is valued, mm-hmm. depending on male or female and depending on his age. Yeah. So a person should not say today, <speaking> Because there's no beta HaMikdash. The law maharimin. Maharimin is to consecrate something for Surah Kabbalah. Now, when you do something in a Hedin, Hedin is different than Higdesh. Higdesh definitely goes to B'et de uh, A Hedin can either go to B'et de or the Qu'anin. Okay? But you don't do that as well. The law, now, take that out. You take out because today we do take Tirumot and Maasrut. Now, what's the reason why we don't do these things? Because we're worried that if he does consecrate it, he might come use it. And if he comes to use it, what's going to happen? Me'ila. the oihrim Take out the word If he did one of these things. If he did it, let's say, in a garment. You took a garment, that is Hak'sut Burn it. Why? Why don't you just keep the suit in your closet? You might have, make have, have to wear it. Yeah. So therefore, in the event where you consecrated items that you shouldn't have done, take the clothes and burn them. <inaudible> if you did it to animals, yeah. uproot the animals. How do you uproot the animal? Lock it in the room and let it starve to death. You don't actually kill it, but you actually let it starve to death. <inaudible> <laughs> and if you consecrated money, throw them into the Dead Sea. Now the Mepharsim say, what does it mean throw them into the Dead Sea? Why do you throw it into the Atlantic Ocean? The explanation is like this because they always pick Dead Sea because the money has to be destroyed. Now if you throw it into the Atlantic Ocean, you have to destroy the money first and then throw it in. But the Hadush on the Yamamela, you just drop it into the Dead Sea, and the salt oh, will the cause it, it to be destroyed on yeah. itself. That's why they always pick Yamamela. Yeah. Now the Gemara says like this. Okay, so you told me what, the Hanan, just like we see that these things are burnt, so too the, the Ger, because of takalah. So the Ger, we don't let him sanctify money for a Qurban. because we're worried about Takala now. We're going to sanctify it, and might come to use it. Therefore we tell the Ger, Forget about your Qurban, forget about say, uh, de- uh, designating money. The question now to is: let's say he did. Hmm. Gemara says, Avar v'igdish." The guy went and he consecrated the money for Kodesh. Do we say, throw him to Yama Or do we say, maybe the Kiddushah doesn't go on them at all the mm-hmm. so Gemara says, "Min mm-hmm. Zakai The fact that Abu Yohanan said above that they uh, stopped it. this uh, practice of a person to should designate money for uh, for a Qurban, right? The Yohanan said that they stopped because of the tekala. Hada Amra Avar Vegdi that's mahashma. Yeah. That if you did it, it's Kurdish. Let's analyze. What's the takala over here? The takala is that you may use it, that, that means what? If you did it, it's going to be Kurdish. Right. Again, uh, the fact uh, that the uh. said that what this principle over here of sanctifying something for uh, kodesh shouldn't be done, we stopped it. Uh. Right. B'tilad Abu Hanan ben Zakai mipne'a takala. Right, like these items, uh like the and all that don't don't oh. do these items. Because why? If you do uh, if It's if you gonna do, be a What's uh, a Takala? You might have to use it. Implying what? But uh, if you, but if you did sanctify it, it's gonna be Kurdish. Okay. That's why we don't want it to sanctify So okay. therefore the answer is very simple. Okay. If a kid came along and took this reva of a uh, dinar and came along and said, This is designated for my korban if the Benthives going to be built, it okay. is indeed Kurdish. That's why we tell them don't mm-hmm. do don't it. do it. Because now you're going to run into a problem of takala. You run into a problem as well. Barah continues. Avar vihikdish. Let's say the geir who has to designate his Korban at the time of his conversion. Well, of course, that was only Bizman, Benta When there's no Benta clearly we learned that the rabbis did away with this takana of a geir having to designate money for his korbanot. Why? Rabbi Hanan said that we the takana because of takala, Because having money uh, laid away in a person's house that's designated for a korban might come to use it for personal usage. So therefore because of the Rabbi Hanan said we don't do it. So the gebarah says avar let's say the ger, he designated, he shouldn't have, but he designated money. Fine. Now we want to know does the money become kodesh, and he has to keep it for a korban in the future or not. So Gabriel says, "Min for the fact that Rabbi Shimon used the language that Rabbi Shimon quoted, that he was, the he mevatil this concept that you don't have to sanctify it because of a it. takala. It's much by that if he would sanctify it, it would be kadosh. Because otherwise, what would the it takalabi? be? It's the whole thing Rabbi Shimon said, don't do it because you're going to have a takala. Implying whether if you did it, it's kodesh. That's what it'd be a takalah. So therefore, <tacala> the gemara is uh, clearly saying if the ger did designate money for his korban, it is kodesh. The other gemara is a question. The biyuda The is the question for the biyose. Hacha atamar kicho. atamar lo Over here, by the birds of the convert, the money that he designated, and you're saying that what it has a kedusha. And now you have to hold the coin. And what's the logic? Because uh, we saw that Abu Hanan said the word takala. That means that there's going to be a takala, meaning they ask Kiddushat to, to it. So the question then is, how come, according to Abu ben bin Yehuda, when it came to shekelim, he came know. along and said, a person is manazir, there is no shekel. It's only But if a person designated a shekel and said it's Kodesh, he said it is not Kodesh. Right? What's the difference? Why? Why the money that was designated for converts uh, Words. birds we say the money remains Kaddish after for Shekaleen, the money does not remain Kaddish It's like, oh, the same logic behind both medzvot vote Taman <laughs> Because by Shekaleem you have an issue of bringing new funds and old funds When it comes to the Beit HaMikdash, what are you concerned? That you're going to designate the coins in one year and the Beit HaMegash is going to be built in the following year, and now these shakalim are considered old, old. ones and This money is going to be considered old you can't give it to the Beit HaMegash for korbanot. the HaKa'aba, by the money for the korban of the Ger anytime what are you going to say? HaYi <laughs> Shanae? what are you going to say, it's old? not so the Gebek the Shota Akhalim v'kinosh shal Ger enosarik hadasha you don't need, there's no expiration date on the money of a korban. therefore no doesn't problem. matter what the Beit HaMegash is going to be built you can always use that money for they can even forget. The wow. kadosh. And therefore if you're going to sanctify the money, it'll indeed be kadosh. But an expiration date. Now, the Gemara is assuming that the problem is going to be because maybe the Beta Mikdash is going to be rebuilt on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. On that specific day. And if it's built on that specific day, Rosh Chodesh Nisan, then already the coins that one has from beforehand are considered Invalid, but the Gemara is going to ask a question now. True, sure, there's, there's an there's a, a chance that it might be built on Nishmas Nissan, but the Gemara assumes that it's probably going to rebuild be rebuilt on. I mean, if you take the odds, another day. Now, the Gemara is assuming as well that if it's built on another day, there's not going to be a problem of old coins. So the Gemara says, but Still, keep the coin that you made to shekalim. Say that that's kedusha. And what, you worry about it's gonna be old? Well the chances are uh, one in three hundred and sixty five you're gonna have a problem. But the hundred and three hundred and sixty four days of the year, if the Bentham <laughs> is be rebuilt, Gibbala Summia not gonna have a problem. So Gibbs the Shimba, you better bait Shona. We worry that the is <laughs> going to be rebuilt like it was the first time, meaning the right. Mishkan. And that was Ashkhodesh Nisan. So if it's built together on Nisan, what's gonna happen to Tarem to rumat Rumatal Shabina Adasha Bismana? And they're gonna collect the new Shekhalim of the is <laughs> rebuilt on Alatisan on Aleph Nisan. That's when are gonna re we uh, inaugurate, right? We inaugurate the Beit and they're going to collect the new shekalim on that day. may Now, what are you going to do? Because your coin now is going to be considered old. So the Gemara's really final answer is that the whole concern why we don't say the shekalim are kodesh is gezerah maybe the Beit Hamikdash will be rebuilt on that and your coins are not going to be valid. The other Gemara says Rav Rav the follows Rabbi What was the opinion of Rabbi Shimon? Well, we learned in our Mishnah that according to Rabbi Shimon, uh when a person, let's say, uh, sanctifies Bikurim, our <coughs> Mishnah said, so Bikurim do not have sanctification. Because the pasuk clearly says Tavi be Tashem Eloecha, that only when the Metam Dach kayam is there a subject of bekudim. However, he only said it by bekudim. However, by shekalim, it's mashma that the shekalim indeed will become kadosh. That was the Bishamah of our Mishnah. We we saw the Bishamah who the Brayta to not make a haluk between Bikurim and shekalim. So Rav coming along and saying Halakha that there is indeed a. Uh, difference between Bikurim and Shekalim. Bikurim is not going to become Kadosh, but Shekalim <laughs> is going to become kadosh.